Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's it's that season again. Oh, it's that jolly time of the year. It's yeah. that time of year. It's suddenly twenty five degrees outside. <laughs> We're wearing our our holiday cozy sweaters. I brought my yeah. I brought my reindeer. Sweater. We got our cocoa with the little marshmallows in it. We're in like a Christmassy mood right now. Absolutely. The hallmarks on the smell of cookies in the air, wafting. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's a little Christmas tradition. You know, Christmas classics that always get shown, like a Christmas story. Mm. Can't escape them. Can't wait to watch that this year. You know? And so we went with a different Christmas classic. (laughs) We've got our own idea. The holiday classic. (laughs) Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Initiation. Initiation. This is a a series with a lot of good post-colon. Yeah. (laughs) Sequel titles, right? This is a good series. This is crazy. I had no idea what this movie was <laughs> going in. And uh, we've abandoned Ricky's story this, at this point. Yeah, this thing took me by surprise. I was not prepared to be initiated in this series. But so last year we did Better Watch Out, the third one. The part three, yeah. Very fun movie. Cool right? stuff. Very cool movie. Yeah. And number four. Pretty clearly the second best in this franchise, right? So, I mean, maybe if not the this this you, thing blew me away. <laughs> I was scared. I was thrilled. I was a little titillated. Yes, it is a this sexy, had, scary, gross, weird movie. This thing had it all. I was uh, very into initiation. I was impressed. Yeah, this is a good one. I I love this franchise. The first one is a classic, a legitimate sure. Christmas classic. Yeah. If uh, Black Christmas didn't exist, Silent Night, Deadly Night would be hands down the best Christmas Santa horror. I think so, right, yeah. The best Christmas slasher. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't for that pesky, <laughs> that pesky Black, Christmas, Black Christmas, maybe the best slasher of all time, yeah. So the original Silent Night, Deadly Night is brutal. Not just, you could yeah. take away the Christmas element, it's just flat out one of the best slashers. It's, it's a genre. But classic. also like one of the bleakest bleak dark dark movies i've seen there's some of it that is a genuine dark sense of humor mm-hmm. but also dark like henry portrait of a serial killer dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, pretty much uh three is though deep weird unexpected continuation of ricky's story by the time you get to three and- yeah number two is the younger brother story and then number three is what if the younger brother (laughs) (laughs) you're pivoting away from these uh initial was like a frankenstein monster and yeah he had to fight a was wasn't she like psychic had some psychic yeah there's they always add a psychic connection you know the friday the 13th adds it in you got to go psychic at a certain point i think so four takes us into a different universe because the silent night deadly night movies are watched on television yeah you know, I like that when finally in four, we're like, you know what? This girl uh, might run across it on cable. 
this was the se- this is the season of the witch of the Silent Night totally. series. Like we're just like in season of the witch, they watch Halloween on TV. Yeah, we get a little glimpse of part three yeah. on TV. That's our connection. And I love that series. level of connection because it allows a guy who's gonna probably turn into like one of our show gods, like <laughs> Brian Usna. Yeah, I did, a did not know that this was a Brian Usna film. I forgot he directed this one. Yeah. You had not seen this I've before. Never, I've, somehow, I didn't know anything about this. I, so I thought, good. I thought so I was. Uh, I thought I was about to watch a sorority house slasher. <laughs> yeah. Initiation. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. You know the the hazing's gone wrong. Sure. And I mean, that uh, would that would have been cool. No, no sorority girls in this movie. Nothing. But a lot of babes. A lot of the direct to video sexiness of the nineties. Yeah. But on yeah, display here. Seeing Brian Usna's name in the opening credits. And then uh, seeing people in the movie that are not even in the opening, you know. Oh, my God. This is, if anything, I mean, I, this movie got some pretty lousy <laughs> reviews, I man. know. I'm kind of surprised. It does have a really low rating. And, yeah, it's kind of a trashy a four out straight-to-video movie. But This damn. movie is like the lowest rated on IMDb. There's a lot the, going on here. Of the franchise, a four on IMDb is low, man. Yeah. That is low. But this movie is like everything. This knows its audience. That's what Yuzna, it is. Yuzna understood this straight-to-video market of this era better than almost yeah. anyone. I totally agree. Yeah, he first first guy you see on screen is the the legend Clint Howard. No right. idea we were getting a Clint Howard movie. <laughs> I see Yuzna film and then Clint Howard in full Clint Howard homeless guy regalia. Yeah, man. I was like... Oh no, we're about to watch something super good right now. <laughs> Clint Howard was one of those guys who I think we all, sometime in the mid '90s, all had our different moments realizing he was just this weird guy. <laughs> it was in every level quality of picture. You'd see yeah. him show up, you know, in a beautiful mind or something, sure. anything his brother did. My, then you knew. Love at, him in Apollo 13. Totally. So good in Apollo. Totally. 13. Yeah. Great little scene in Austin Powers. <laughs> you know, a guy that just shows up in shit, right? But then also you'd kind of take a wrong turn down a video store aisle, and he's just they're like, ice cream, man. Uh, yeah. Like, what are these? You know, rock and roll high school. And, uh, you know, that one, geez, that one weird one where he's a military military cadet. Evil speak. Oh, evil speak. Sure. <laughs> this guy had a That's whole... A young... S- uh, Ticks, isn't he famous geez, in Ticks? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just a weird, weird side career that we all kind of found out about. A guy, a guy that like if you and I wrote a movie and like called him, yes, probably get. Probably he has get Clint an Howard achievable fee yeah. for an independent <laughs> filmmaker. I think so. And you know I, I he's a guy who got this days. incredible second life on the convention circuit. A guy oh, built yeah. for that because this guy owned these kind of direct to video roles. I was saying earlier, I was like somebody early on in Clint because he was a child star just like his brother Ronnie right yeah. he was in some bear gentle uh, Ben gentle Ben yeah some bear the famous like a, a famous Star Trek episode yeah his weird already head. going bald at like age 12 <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that balding at nine somehow dude this guy was bored like more than almost anybody the bored character actor yeah just a weird dude with a weird head and a chipmunk face but like yes yeah, Early on, somebody was like, Clint, you got the crazy eyes. Go with it. Go with Lean those. Lean into the crazy eyes. Your brother, Ronnie, he's going to be a director. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good gonna, behind the camera. You're gonna, good in front of the camera. You know, we want to see this face. Ron Howard had to only get in directing because they're the only guys that can like wear ball caps. 
he's yeah. the like hiding the baldness with that. Whereas That's Clint how- Howard's just like, how can I make my hair weird? <laughs> Like, <laughs> Do you think he shows up to set with yeah, the hair dis- yeah. disheveled like that? Because he is in just full, like, static electricity effect on, on this one. I'm so thinking of Clint Howard still having to do Gary Valentine auditions. Yeah. Where some guy's just like, still got it, Clint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and him just showing up doing his, like, weird guy thing. Oh, absolutely. I hope but, it does. But Yuzna, uh, we've talked about because his, as a producer, his credits are legendary yeah, horror stuff. we've talked about some Yuzna producing movies like reanimator and dolls dolls a show show favorite dolls yeah him and Stuart gordon were, were a big team yeah those are that's a like combo man two legends working together but then yeah when you look at his run in the 89 90 and yeah. he's still directing and doing man. that stuff but man. A one two of society society is we've all had that moment where we saw society yeah, <laughs> for the right. first that's a that is Yuzna in a, that's him in a perfect snapshot. Yeah. Just goopy. He's like oh, a weird, goop. grosser, even grosser kind of Cronenberg. Yeah. Low budget Cronenberg stuff. Yeah. The amount of just like goop that is on his set. This is. Disturbing. This movie is the coolest little kind of Cronenberg, Rosemary's Baby, but direct to video budget. And the, from the glory day of direct to video. Yeah. And after we start with Clint Howard and Yuzna's name, you know, the guy who directed The Dentist 2 <laughs> and 1. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead sequel. And yeah, producer of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you got the bug stuff from. Yeah. Yeah. And he brings along his like... I was not prepared like, for the bug stuff in this the movie. The same kind of lead. You get Screaming Mad George. That's another pairing, you know. Oh yeah, I know we did an episode recently where Screaming Mad George, the special effects, yeah, was was prominent. He's a great practical effects artist. Yeah. A lot of squirming things, a lot of oozing things. And of course, we got Richard Band to round out the the cast here. The Richard Band score sound is like the that is the sound of direct to video like, horror. How crazy was that opening credits? Just be like. Of course, Richard Band, yes. Yeah. Okay, Screaming Matt. Oh my God, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. yeah. This is this movie is just a cast of direct-to-video 88 to 96. Just right? guys you want to see in the totally. credits. Like, so, knowing that was like, oh, full steam ahead. So whoever was out there buying up, you know, sequel rights to franchises that, you know, that 87 to 92 was the era of Prom Night 2. You know, all these totally disconnected, but totally cool sequels, right? So whoever was buying up the names and trying to tie them in in some distant way, whoever's saying, how can we make this movie a sleepaway camp? Right. (laughs) How can we, uh, we own this, so how can we kind of loosely tie this already existing thing, right? Yeah. We've got the Slumber Party Massacre name. What do we do with it? So give them credit for not just buying a name and throwing a movie on it. This knew the exact audience that was going to the video store to rent Initiation. Mm. You know, in the UK, this movie was just called (laughs) Bugs. Bugs. This movie has a lot of bugs. I get why it would be called Bugs. I was not not prepared for a lot of things in this movie, but yeah, body horror and bugs, not one of them. It used to make a movie called Ticks. He's not above making a movie with a lot of squirming bugs in it. I know, but I was just... This movie is cooler and weirder than a movie just called bugs definitely yeah that's that's a uh, short sell of what this is this is like witches this is the 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 initiation not a sorority house it's a 
coven. It's a witch coven. Yeah, initiation. And it's just got, and it's set in L.A. and it's got some David Lynch vibes and it's got Cronenberg well, vibes and David all of Lynch this stuff. actors keep showing up in Silent Night, <laughs> Deadly Night movies. I was gonna say, yeah, there's a there's a particular lady that the whole time I'm going like, is that the is that crazy smiley lady from it's Naomi uh, Watts's mom and yeah. uh, her Midwest parent in uh, Mulholland Drive? Yeah, but she's in uh, Eraserhead too, right? She's the yeah. the mom when he goes on a date. Right, she had. Yes, she's a Lynch. She is, she's yeah. a, a woman I completely associate with David Lynch. Yeah, and what in the last one, Laura Elena Herring, the guy from Twin Peaks, yeah, West Side Story, Richard, whatever. We got the we got the whole. This is a menagerie. <laughs> That's the word. It's not an ensemble. This is a menagerie of character actors. Yeah, Jan Bates was the is the old lady. There you go. Uh, but Maud yeah, Adams. Maud Adams. Top build, Maude Adams. I mean, she was Octopussy. Yeah. Octopussy was, is one of those movies, talking video store. First time I saw the name Octopussy, felt like I shouldn't have been looking at it. That was, yeah, exactly. Like, I knew that was dirty for some reason. Like, there was something about, because I would always, when I was young enough, I would always ask my dad, you know, point at movies. Mm. You know, if he'd seen this, if he'd seen this when we were figuring out what we wanted. There was something about his reaction when it's like he didn't even want to say the word octopussy <laughs> to me. That is James Bond, really. That's like, you might as well like be Gina Vagina I, I, or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is really My parents were big, uh, like, changing the channel, letting you get a taste. And then, so my dad would, he let me, uh, Octopussy came on TV once. Yeah. He let me watch the, like, opening scene, you know, uh-huh. the big James Bond opening. Wouldn't even wouldn't even let me see the name on the credits. Yeah, man. A suit, right? Before Octopussy hits the screen, he's like, <laughs> and we're out. moving on to something else. Octopussy is a PG movie. <laughs> How Could did you they do that? How does that happen? <laughs> and but she was in Man with the Golden Gun too. Yeah. She was Christopher Lee's. Uh, she's a babe, lady. total babe, right? She's got that. Uh, yeah, she's got this perfect genre vibe. Reggie Bannister. So they didn't even put Reggie Bannister in the credits. Total surprise. We just talked about him on Phantasm. The guy's a legend in his own right. True. Shows up as the uh, newspaper boss. His Phantasm 2 performance has turned him into such a can't-miss guy for me. Yeah. And then we get to see him as a harried chauvinist editor. You talk, You get in Clint Howard getting a, a big head movie. Mm-hmm. You get Bannister's Dome. They were almost fisheye lens uh, showcasing Bannister. What a great... Him walking around, uh, waving his arms expressively, wearing a sweater at the newspaper office. Oh, my God. We get the journalism angle. It's like a journalism Rosemary's Baby. A young girl sleeping her way to the top, but also working her way to the top, but also having a witch baby. But also she's like... Fuck all men, but also sleeping her way to the top. Yeah, this was also, I didn't expect there to be this feminist, uh, like, this is a, for 1990? Right. Like, this movie would play well now. I think a lot of people would get a lot out of this. We've gotten, this, this, is, is, a, this, is, this is like woman in a male-dominated society, trying to break free, trying to be more than just the, the pair of legs, the sex symbol, you know. And then also, yeah, just this whole coven of women. Their their only goal seems to be, uh, fuck men, which <laughs> yeah. is cool. I this love is that. Cool, right? <laughs> this is so ahead of its time in this storyline. Where, yeah. like you said, th- it's kind of like a working girl, but <laughs> with a witch coven. 
And she's our actress. It's kind of, yeah, it is kind of, there's a nine to five element, right? But yeah, but with witches, but with witches who, with multiple, like, like you said, fuck men kind of viewpoints and our main character kind of getting drawn in by that. Yeah. Agreeing with these viewpoints and getting actively recruited, right? Kind of without realizing it. And it really works. This is, I've seen the same kind of horror movie within the last five years a few different times with this kind of plot. Mm. Rob Zombie made that kind of, you know, feminist witch kind of movie. These, This is a plot that's been happening 20 years later, but no time in between. You know, like 1990 when Brian Usna was doing it, and then it became more of a modern, fashionable thing. So ahead of its time in an unexpected way, right? Absolutely, yeah. And the way that he uses the leering male gaze on her and the female gaze with the women. Yes. And uh, again, a lot of eye contact, a lot of eye contact, a lot of like really erotic kind of nonsense, a lot of sex in this movie. Yes, there is a, but then the more erotic stuff is the not sex, but the initiation seduction that Maud Adams plays on our young uh, Kim. Totally. Main girl. And, uh, Yusna got some real chemistry out of these actors. Well, that's like, why I, I really felt the David Lynch and Cronenberg things, because Cronenberg gets a sexual chemistry mm-hmm. out of his actors, and then also does things that are very, that feel sexual, but aren't. They just feel kind of slimy and dirty. And more, more about penetration s- than sex. Yeah. 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 And this had a lot of that. When you get yeah. this much a goop out of certain orifices and a lot of weird penetration and birthings yeah and bugs remember you bugs. <laughs> you really lucked out not having any idea this was bug horror right yeah you were really into that i might have to yeah I, we might have to put a spoiler tag because this is a movie i would say see or you know see without knowing anything like know as little as possible yeah but uh when we get introduced to a just bugs all over her apartment like the end of creep show yeah but uh Maybe the most terrifying scene I've seen in a movie in a long time is the giant cockroach coming out from under her couch in this one yes. scene. And she's trying to... F- I got so scared. <laughs> I could not breathe. It was like a slow reveal of these cockroach legs coming out and then this head coming out under the couch. And this thing is like a dog size. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It freaked me out so bad. And I'm not necessarily like a bug guy. Like, I'll catch a bug and let it outside. I don't freak out. But something about a giant bug like this. And then you see it on the wall later. Dude, that shot. There are so many great shots. Absolutely terrifying. When she's starting to get under this. (laughs) I'm like shivering thinking about it right now. Yeah, when she's starting to get under this kind of coven spell. And she's starting to. We think hallucinate, but we aren't sure. She could just live in squalor. Yeah. More and more bugs start showing up. It is L.A. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> you could just be inundated with cockroaches. This, ugh, more and more bugs keep showing up. We keep getting these awful shots of bugs in food. There's a lot of food that starts getting consumed as kind of bug-like. Yeah. The really spaghetti gross, starts moving. Yeah, really gross mind trace. And that's where a guy like Screaming Mad George <laughs> steps in. 100%. If you need squirming and writhing and making like food look gross or some kind of, oh, a lot of writhing goop. Yeah. And this scene, 
when she's hallucinating, we don't know if these bugs are real because they seem way too many bugs to be real. There's no way anybody has 80, 90 cockroaches swarming out of their sink, right? She's, ho- she's going hope, nuts. I hope not, yeah. But when that first leg comes out from behind a corner, this way bigger leg than you were expecting, I wasn't expecting any of this. No. <laughs> like, this is all, uh, like you said, a scary shock. That They filmed it so well. That head coming around the corner, mm. and then it just scurrying, and then her undoing her apartment to find this thing that we're trying to wonder. When we just when I thought that thing was just a hallucination, the way they reveal that it's hanging out in there on the wall, like over the uh, uh, overhang. Ugh. Oh my god! It is so. It looks so real too. Like, yeah. Hats off, screaming mad! Like you did it, dude. You made a giant fake cockroach look absolutely <laughs> real on screen so scary right uh I, the other movie we talked about him in that i remember was curse to the bite oh yeah with the snakes so <laughs> dude, this dude gets this it and this and yeah the bugs in this movie eventually turn into basically writhing kind of worm like just a lot of giant maggots and uh, big leeches and or cockroach heads on giant worm bodies and, yeah but ugh. just terrible stuff people getting swarmed in worms worms are getting our main character like births a worm out of her mouth we do yeah we do that like... looks crazy that looked like the actual actress our, our main girl kim who went through some shit in this movie this is like low budget isabella johnny in possession yeah this is really like doing a straight to video movie and just giving it your all yeah. um covered in slime covered in glop naked a lot yeah, a lot of naked, a lot of sex stuff again. <laughs> if you talk... Has, has to kind of play crazy a little yeah. bit. She, You know, Neith Hunter is her name. I, I hope it's pronounced Neith. Neith. She doesn't yeah. even have a picture on IMDb. Like, she... What? She wow. needs a little bit more representation. She needs some love. Honestly. She's good in this. It's kind of a... She's really... Yeah. She's like got, got like a Molly Ringwald face. She's got this great big curly red hair. Mm-hmm. And you talk about... A movie that knows its audience and knows what its audience wants to see. After we've seen Clint Howard and all the guys like Yuzna, then the movie just opens up on full naked sex. <laughs> just full softcore for like two, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Her like and Hank just up. bare naked having stand-in leg wrapped around <laughs> sex. Uh, yeah, it looked nice. Like, looked nice. No. <laughs> right? So this woman is just like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going all out. For Silent Night, Deadly Night, for initiation. Why did so many people, so many recognized people, go hard yeah. in Silent Night, Deadly Night four? How do you get to get? That's why. That's got to be Usna, just like like getting everyone psyched about this movie. I gotta think he probably sent them all like a VHS copy of Society. He's like, I just did this. Check it out. <laughs> this is what we can do. We're good. Yeah, this is where we can go. Because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be asked of this. Uh, main character and and everyone else so much of a good director has to be knowing how to you know just like a good manager in baseball you have to wrangle all these different personalities and get them to do what you want to do get them to enact your vision right right so he had to just get there's a lot we didn't even mention alice beasley oh i know another there's and there's a lot of faces that you yeah, yeah you know you know them guys the dude from the judge from society you don't get yes. to see him fully naked in this one. But, Who, uh, man, he plays like the middle-aged dad, Hank's dad. Yeah. 
he has one of the to me his scene where he's uh kind of spouting off drunk at the at the christmas tree there putting down women that was like a real like people are playing this stuff very much so for this real. is a very modern realistic rant yeah the realistic holiday dinner table rant. Yeah. I also, yeah, love that Hank's got like a 12-year-old brother. He's like 25. <laughs> and I... the parents are clearly in their 60s. And like this this poor Lonnie just I <laughs> love... up to the oldest house in Los Angeles. I love a movie from a genre like this that will give me a mind-boggling age gap <laughs> in, in any relationship. I love the old dad's. I love a good 62-year-old dad with a 12-year-old. <laughs> that's that's a very like uh what was it in the was it the brood where uh or no rabbit rabbit. Rabbit. That guy's the, like guy's 55 got... with a baby. <laughs> Who is this? is this the grandpa? What is his home life? We get one home life scene and it's this guy holding a way too young baby like yeah. this guy just had a kid? And yeah, the yeah, Lonnie's parents clearly I mean I'm a I'm a 39 year old man with a one year old son, so yeah, that's probably going to be me, like 55, holding up a an old phone to try to record Christmas evening. But yeah, yeah. But this one jumps through and also adds in the like a 35 year old. So it's like, wait, all right, so they had this kid, but then they were just 20 years later <laughs> having another one. So I love that. Love that. <laughs> All the touches. Yeah, this movie just feels like it has all these little details and touches that it doesn't need to have. No. Even the, even the crazy butcher just being this weird uh, guy who's got his hands all bloody. and Man. There's just so many little by the time, touches. That by the time we're, does. we're meeting other witches for a wine picnic in the park, <laughs> I'm just like, this is something else. Yeah. This is a weird, different movie. And Maud Adams is seducing her further and further in the coven while... She's standing up for herself more and more at work as a journalist. Mm-hmm. The more she is involved this coven, the more her personal life is falling apart. But her professional life, she is seen in a, as a force now. She gets to wear a journalism hat. <laughs> oh, the fashion in this movie. Oh, that took me back to 1990. I, I think she looked great. For a woman yeah. wearing exclusively flowy browns and linens... She was. She had that off great those. that great big coat with like the the strap, yes, belt just hanging by its back. You know? I thought she looked great, and that yeah, the hat on top of that curly hair was. Perfect. Once she added in her journalism hat, yeah, <laughs> when she's finally going out, and also, she had some like big boots. You know, everyone had like big, almost Doc Martin type boots in this thing. This was good. Yeah, this was this people in this movie low cast. But all of them are somebody you know. Yeah. <laughs> somebody you've seen in a ton of things who also has their own great looks. Janine, Alice Beasley, she has a real Twin Peaks character feel mm-hmm. with her big winter coats and her great voice, her great yeah. curly poodle hair. And there's just uh, there's so many, uh, like this is how you know Yusna is like a master. There's so many scenes where there's just movement happening that just catches your eye. The, the scene where... Kim first gets locked out of Reggie Bannister's office, and she's oh, kind of yeah. pouting. And she uh, pouts yeah, a lot. Alice, Alice Beasley just kind of puts her arms up on her knees, and she's playing with a pen. There's just all this like action on so, screen the whole time that really just drew me in. So good. This uh, her little scene with Alice Beasley after she gets locked out of the men's club. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets a door literally shut in her face after Reggie Ban. 
No charm on Bannister in this one. He's usually the the bald-headed charmer. He is the chauvinist pig. He's yeah. like the Dabney Coleman. We asked ask her to make a fresh pot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other guys are openly making jokes about her being a, a slut. Yeah. You know, and oh, he's got yeah. total dweebs, too. Total journalist dweebs. Hugh right? Fink was one of those guys. Yeah. He's Who? like a comedy writer that I... Oh, really? I've, I've known, yeah. The, the guy with the glasses. Oh, great. Of those two guys. The guy that gets the cup smashed his face later yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, what a, what oh a my pie God. facing, huh? What a great... Oh, so, so many moments like that. Just yeah, when, her, when she goes and sits down, it, it had this very Nora Ephron, James L. Brooks quality to right? it. When she sits on Alice Beasley's desk and Beasley immediately leans her weight and her arm on her leg, like... I felt like this very human touch. I'm glad yeah. you saw that. that. That's the Nora Ephron thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling the women's side of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm feeling these two. Yeah, it just felt like a, a like a lot of real professional work going into Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Initiation. Initiation, yeah. Yeah, so 3 had a lot of really well-known genre actors, you know, uh, Richard Bamer and uh, Bill Mosley right. and you know a lot of names were in that one too, but it felt decidedly B grade. Yes, <laughs> you know, it was it was cheap and leaned into a, a certain like you said Frankenstein mm-hmm. camp. It was awesome. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Go listen to our episode. It's great. <laughs> but four is just good. <laughs> yes. It- <laughs> That's what I kept the I was grossed out, I was scared, I was rooting for these characters or intrigued by these characters. I wanted to know more. I wanted to know more about these witches. Like you you really don't find out like what they're well, the end game is Maud Adams wants to replace her daughter yeah. with Kim. It involves a very complicated birthing and ritual. To do that you have to man there's a some sort of initiation, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh and where they make your fear real and they turn it into this bug that then you need to feed the bug with uh, like who is writing the, and it's all connected to like yeah. the solstice and ancient Wiccan stuff and the Bible. And it's like, it, it felt like the wicker man for, for ladies. Yes. First and wicker foremost man for right? girls. And yeah, it just felt like a, like, Someone much smarter than this movie is writing this movie and like putting all these so, things in. So it. many intelligent, creative brains <laughs> got together to make Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. Yeah, and they knew to do to just add enough of the like solstice, this time of year, Hanukkah, Christmas, f- you know, to fit fit it into the series. I could definitely see this being a script they pulled from somewhere else, obviously. But he he took a yeah. lot from Rosemary's Baby in that. But he mm-hmm. took a lot of good stuff from Rosemary's Baby. He did those point of view angles. You yeah. know, when she is under these drugs, she keeps keeps eating these dates that Maude Adams Guys, offers her. do not eat open dates from just, the bookstore. Just a loose bowl of, of wet <laughs> dates? I mean... They were so slimy. that, that They're like fig leaf wrapped yeah. gross wet dates that she keeps just like, here... You look, you look like shit. Have this, have this gross, like cockroach looking. She, yeah, she goes over to Maude Adams once and uh, gets some tea poured. Now, okay, I'm to believe that Maude Adams has just made a pot of tea. Should be pretty hot, right? Yeah. Kim slurps that thing down, like ain't nobody's business. <laughs> I wonder if this actress had maybe has ever seen anyone sip a cup of hot tea because. <laughs> 
She is tipping this thing all the way back. <laughs> but yeah, she openly like drugs the tea in front of her with like some. Yeah, just sprinkles it in with these big old chunky like I, sea salt. I think you like it. Oh, it's bitter. Oh, now I feel nauseous. Better drink more tea. Yeah, here. <laughs> Pushing it up under her chin, right? Uh, yeah, there were these great kind of dumb pouty. So when I say she got this Molly Ringwald kind of appearance, it's also kind of this woman in woman's first character, but also with the bit of naivety of Molly Ringwald in Breakfast Club. She feels like kind of a, a rich girl trying to strike out on her own from that. Yeah. That same working girl vibe. I could see that. Yeah. She kind of nails that. So there are these pouty scenes, and some of her scenes she can come off not like a great actress. And then other scenes, she was a great actress. Mm. Her screams and her pain and her actual fear were pretty close to Rosemary's baby for me. I was yeah. getting pretty scared in those. The one that got me this other weird scene where she's kind of hallucinating. I thought this was really scary. This was this bothered me. And it didn't look manufactured. It looked found. When she's at the wine picnic in the park with the witches. Mm-hmm. And her wine has, again, clearly been drugged. <laughs> this yeah. girl's drinking everything they put in front of her. <laughs> and she's like lying down and looks straight up. And there's this point of view shot where she sees a face in the trees. Oh, yeah. A lot of faces and stuff. Like she sees almost her face made out of these twisted branches, and it looks like a found shot. Oh, yeah. And it is just jarring. Yeah, I yeah. read this this short horror short story from the early 1900s called like The Watcher, I think it is. I, f- I think I've brought this up before. Just It bothered me so much. It's not vulgar or anything. It's literally just a man out walking and out on a hunt, and he looks up at a tree and sees a face staring back at him. And then the mm. face disappears after a little bit. And that's it. Ooh. That's it. The guy, <laughs> right. what would you do? Who could you, what would you, you say to can't anyone? Can't explain that. Yeah. yeah. You'll you never be one the same you, after that. Like, you just see a face one day. There's it a, feels so plausible, <laughs> even though it's yeah. happened to none of us. You There's know? a few shots of, like, a graffiti that look like faces or paint that look like faces in the building. But there was one, too, where it was, like, two women's faces in the curtain when yes. she gets home at, to her apartment at one point it looks like two faces in the curtain yeah i was like this that is, that was very like, that's where i was getting like these wicker man vibes yeah. like there is something else going on this is the here. kind of thing like some they would steal to put in hereditary oh or i was the, get, or the yes. witch yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i was feeling some hereditary too there's no way i mean this is such a lower budget and such a different era than those movies but some of these scenes were bothering me as yes. much as some of those scenes. And they felt directly comparable because of the subject matter. Because or, of this. Or uh, I was actually, the uh, initiation scene, there's a particular part of the initiation which requires Clint Howard to wear the uh, the nose mask. Oh, my God. And the nose again, mask. That's Wick, one way Wicker of... Man or uh, Midsummer. It was giving me very strong Midsummer like hallucination like orange mask. Yeah. And just a giant dildo mask. Yeah, at at its core. And they're just greasing them up. <laughs> they are. Yeah, you talk <laughs> midsummer when when everybody's giggling at the room of writhing old women. We get yeah. Clint Howard getting oiled up, a thrusting Clint Howard oiled up by a bunch of witches, in, all hands on in like deck, like a butcher locker with like yeah, meat blood hanging, splatter on the walls, a guy hanging by the hooks. Yeah. Crazy, Fuck. gross, creative, sicko stuff. 
I didn't know you can get away. And they got away with some stuff. The hook hanging. You can't show that in some countries, right? You can't, got, you can't have just a guy with meat hooks through his nipples hanging it from was the ceiling. Clive Barker-esque. Yeah. 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 You don't expect that level. And this must be just a group that works. And those names, you see, there's a reason we have such positive memories attached with all those credits names. Yeah. This is a cut above the other direct video genre stuff. That shot of during the initiation, when the worm bursts out of her mouth, mm-hmm. it looked like too much like the actual actress, but too big of a worm. <laughs> I couldn't tell when the fake head cut went in because there was one shot where it looked like it was her, but she would have had to. Have she would have had to have the about a biggest mouth, foot of bug sticking out of her mouth. Yeah, I mean it was just and uh, yeah, that's probably a gummy or something. Maybe you would hope, but yeah. But why does it look so real? Why is it how, that real and gross? How is and, it twitching? How is in, it that palpable? Way? Yeah. How does this seem too realistic for a thing that is completely absurd? And I, it's just, this is a good movie. Yeah. This is a good movie. I don't think it touches the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm. I don't think we're there. But it's its own thing. Well, it's so, it it's is, so funny because it's decidedly not a slasher. You do get some killings, but... Uh, it's just such a different beast. Yeah. This is Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's um, Baby meets Working Girl. The uh, Though, I, I will say, this has, I mean, maybe the most brutal killing in the series is Hank's fight and death with with uh, Clint Howard. Clint Howard does this thing. Clint Howard's like the errand boy for this coven. He's crazy. He's homeless. Lives on the ceiling. He uh, or the roof. <laughs> he uh, eats a burger covered in ants. Yeah, he's a total weirdo homeless guy who then does their bidding. So he he goes to get Kim to finish the initiation while she's with Hank, her boyfriend, at the apartment. And Hank and Clint Howard have this fight. Yeah, with a little knife and little stabs, and it just keeps adding up. And it is it feels way too real. Yeah, and man. it is really disturbing what? at the end. Right? The, was... the growth of that scene. The growth of... Oh, so Clint Howard, when he first shows up, has the feel of a guy practically making a cameo. Right. You know, the first thing we see of is him shuffle around the street, gross homeless guy, witnesses a murder, picks up a burger covered in bugs. You're thinking... That was before the credits. You're thinking, all right, we're not seeing Clint Howard again. I was totally thinking we'll never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, very fun of Clint Howard to show up for one tiny scene as a homeless guy. Yeah, so it starts off with this funny, him yeah. making a, like, Clint Howard noises while he eats, a, making his faces, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, all right, that's fun. This movie knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then when he keeps showing up, and he's kind of still being kind of the comedic relief to a lot of this, the gradual turn into way more serious, into downright violent. Even that scene, man, with him just coming in, while again, our main character, Kim, is just... Flipping the fuck out. Just, and just fucking. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is during the horny stage of her her birth. This is a horny movie. Yeah. This is a really horny movie. Yeah. This really, this predates the really steamy, gross, uh, you know, uh... (laughs) <laughs> mystery yeah. noirs of the 90s right the ones yeah. i love those <laughs> exactly. sexy detective movies this is a this is a little bit dirtier you know this this these kind of movies got picked up and shown on hbo and stuff but this one premiered when it when it went to cable on cinemax 
Mm. Cinemax recognized like this is the kind of horror we want to show. <laughs> this is our, this is for us. You know? Yeah. Yuzno was hitting all markets. He was marketing to all crowds and nailing each one. This movie must have made bank but between cable and so, rentals, honestly. right? Yeah, it should have. It deserves it. But that scene with the home invasion, it starts with him doing, again, it feels like kind of a cameo. Homeless guy walks into two couples having wild sex, and he turns on Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. <laughs> right. That's and where starts, we get like, our, giggling uh, at it, right? That's the connection. And then it turns, when I said Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, this scene turns into just a brutal home invasion with realistic fighting because it's clunky. Yes. Messy. Yeah. Like you said, little stabs. These weren't people using precise measures. This was like poking a guy two inches in, but several times. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing, and you're dropping things, and you're hitting a guy with a broom. Yeah, he's hitting. Yeah. Oh, man. I just the whole thing is just. It turns into it, it like. It takes a, forever, right? And he, bite, he, he bites his heel. And the, oh, so, he bites his Achilles, man. Clint Howard goes after this guy's Achilles with and, his teeth. And the yeah, and uh, then we get the under the bed like perspective where she's hiding under the bed and just sees kind of this fight play out and the blood coming down the leg and a lot of high end foley work on those stabbing oh, it, sounds. It just sounds like raw. We're in so many twenty twenty two movies. I think I've seen. I just, I just wanted to see a nice Christmas slasher, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't think it could get as bleak as the first. Of, uh... This thing is full of giant cockroaches, worms coming out of mouths. Like, I could have sworn right when the bugs start getting to murders. an extreme level, I could have sworn I heard you say something like, I didn't know we were getting bugs. I did not. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know we, <laughs> didn't know we were getting a bug movie. Did not know. We kept doing... Far, we, furthest thing from my mind going into Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 initiation <laughs> was giant was cockroaches. Because, well, the cover is a giant knife and a Christmas tree and Maude Adams' like, profile. And I'm thinking, sorority house, they're right. Oh, Here she would go. be such a good Mary right? Warrenov type sorority house mom. Yeah. So when we're getting homeless guy stabbing another guy to death in front of his girlfriend, oh. but like slowly and a cl- not, it's like, uh, I don't want to say it's not fun, but it's like, fuck, man. It's, like I said, like, man. You the- feel, it's one of those where you feel like, what would I do? The real home, it, that's what it felt like. It felt like a guy grabbing the nearest thing, which might be a broom. Yeah. It might be something stupid. You know, you might grab a can. Like, if a guy walked in right now and we were like, get out, and he didn't leave, like, how far do you take it? Yeah, like, he kept advancing and then he pulled out it... a small knife. At what point are you hitting him with this mic stand? <laughs> yeah. At what point am I just using my laptop well, to hit At what this point guy? am I throwing you in front of me and running? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get, let's get real. Every vampire, son. <laughs> every vampire episode we do, it eventually comes to the conclusion that you would come to my place to get me to let you in. So oh, you're yeah. already chalking me up as like a good, useful victim. Trust me, if I join a coven and birth a worm, and they're like, "You got to feed this worm with dudes," yeah. I'd be like, "I got, I know exactly the dude to talk to." Look, man, you <laughs> you said you needed a haircut. Just they're gonna cut your hair, all right? <laughs> get in the come van. join the coven. With Get me. in the goddamn van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because you know the crimes. So many percentage of crimes happen within uh, people that know each other, exactly. right? So I this this is not that unexpected. But, but yes, a Clint <laughs> Howard goofy cameo role. He feels like 
You're like, it felt like an Alice Cooper in Prince of Darkness. It's right. like, oh, there's a, there's Clint Howard as a homeless guy. Let me play in a homeless guy. Something like that, totally. right? And then a Clint Howard home invasion getting actually scary. Because there's a messy beating and blood just starts getting everywhere, but not in a fancy movie way. Yeah, It's like, we did this in one take and the blood's going to fall in realistic ways. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And then we get the great reveal that, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Alice the... Oh, Beasley's Beasley. in on it. The Beasley. best friend is, yeah. she is helping push her there. Yeah. Once you realize every person in her life, except Hank. The movie does such a good job of making Hank seem in on it. Yeah, yeah. Or making Hank's asshole dad seem in on it. And maybe it's because he was in on it in society, and we already saw that guy be revealed as in on it. <laughs> He's just planting that seed. Mm -hmm. You don't know how I use my stock cast. I bet that guy's in the dentist too. I hope so. I bet Hanks shows up as Corbin Burnson's brother in the dentist. (laughs) We should find out next episode. We're probably going to have to find out, yeah. We're going to have to watch some dentist movies. But this, just like Rosemary's Baby, when you start wondering who's in on it, is this new doctor she's going to? Is he on it? He seems to be giving good advice, but all she does is take advice from people now. Yeah. All kim is doing is taking everybody's advice lashing out on her own because she wants to be this certain thing but she also does everything like everybody says she's lashing out but also giving in right it's a tortured performance these it yeah. keeps building it keeps building to something big like i'm not sure we would have that kind of build even in the dentist too <laughs> but this is maybe such it a, goes into some places this is you know. so pro yeah. <laughs> this is so it's not rosemary's way it doesn't have the ornate elegance and the haunted quality it's more exploitative than rosemary's baby mm-hmm. but the <laughs> it's not far right it's not that far from an oscar dominated level it's not it's not no, good no. it's no, not no. that good but what it does it does great yeah yeah i i was uh i found it i found myself shocked at times by this movie like again the expectation was not there to see the level of just gross intensity the yeah the nose fucking the <laughs> nose mask right when they showed up with that i was like i was like these people i had to show up to a set one day yeah and do this yeah man in front of cameras like this is some it was pr- depraved Picturing the guy holding up that boom mic over Clint Howard's oiled up, grunting, penis masked body. Yeah, you've got this this you know uh, older actress Jean Jean Bates, <laughs> who you know is was there in the golden hour, you know, the golden years of cinema. Can you imagine just slathering goop on Clint Howard's bare shoulders. My grandma was from like the Dust Bowl, man. My grandma was from Oklahoma. My grandma's name was Clyda. <laughs> you know, my grandma was from the Midwest. They were farmers. Can you imagine if your grandma was in a movie oiling up Clint Howard? While just making like, or, you know, even chased after him to have an acting grandma like that. Oh my yeah. gosh. But no, it was just what yeah. I love when you get a woman doing that, a grandma doing that, and then you go to IMDb and her picture's like a black and white photo from <laughs> her debutante ball. <laughs> 
I know it took me a while to find her on IMDb because like I'm not seeing this lady, but it's oh no, it's because it's a photo of her from 1947. <laughs> yeah, but it's this super gorgeous classic, yeah. you know, showing a lot of décolletage photo, and then she's just oil greasing up Howard for the sex ritual. I just, yeah, right. I I imagine Clint Howard. Fully naked, like from you know to the waist. They do a cut Oiled right to, just to top a butt crack yeah. for us. Oh yeah, we do get some butt crack even. So, in between takes, you know, she's just like telling stories about the classic era of Hollywood or something. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Now, now, next take is her just being like, "Kill the boy, <laughs> kill him." Just, I, 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 just love I that. worked with Rock Hudson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Dean was a fine young man, troubled yeah. but fine. She just, yeah. you know, you know, she's just a. Classic uh, we need actress. more goop on Jean. <laughs> <laughs> just slime her up. Oh, also, drip all of that clear goop onto Kim's face wow. slowly, real slow. How did they get away with that shot? Right. How did that work? That you know they had no to... sensor figured out what they were doing there. They had to change color a couple times. I ha- I have to believe. Or did he just go straight to clear because he's doing that Cronenberg thing of they'll know it's completely wrong. They'll know this is X-rated, but they can't prove it. I can't believe in 1990, even straight to video, (laughs) you could go full facial. It was just all over her face. Unbelievable. This goop was slowly, man... I was like, I'm watching this next to my friend Eric. This is weird. <laughs> and we were in the same room. We're having drinks together. We're just hanging out. And uh, there's Watch a reason I said when stuff. Cinemax is like, we should branch out into horror. Let me show you why. <laughs> Let me show you Neef Hunter. Here, you know, I just... Some kinda, shocking stuff in yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. I was not prepared for this movie. This one hit me like... A left hook. They keep honestly. They keep managed to build to peaks. There's nothing that tops the visceral horror of that giant cockroach. Yeah, and the crawling. Nothing quite tops that in terms of horror, but the fireworks they keep bringing out. We get more worm. You know, as before, we get one worm. Then the worm gets bigger. Then the worm kind of becomes kind of a cockroach worm. Then she kind of becomes a worm. Yeah. Gross visions, right? Her legs fusing together. Video her hands and fingers fusing together. Feels like Videodrome finger. Those yes. when her hands start fusing together and becoming this warped hand stump. Ugh. Yeah. So disgusting. So sick. But this is just peak practical makeup effect. This is what. This is why these movies hit us so well. Mm-hmm. These practical effects and this music and. This is just the look I love. I am such a genre sucker for this kind of stuff. Oh, I know. And, and yeah, watching it, yeah, you just have such a, I, or I have such an appreciation for the editing that goes into making you think you're seeing more than you think. There's a scene where they hold like a rat over her and it looks like they're cutting the rat, but it's like dripping the blood. Perfectly done where the, you just, it, it felt like Psycho. Honestly, this movie felt like Psycho in I the know. way that it. Moved around the, the classics that the we classic. are comparing yeah. to using as I'm not joking no, too. By the way, the, like there's a full on toilet overflowing with garbage scene that is a straight psycho rip. Yes, but there is so much of like a knife kind of going in and then blood in a different cut coming out, or the blood just coming down a leg and you're hearing things. The and blood like, and the foley and all that work in in Howard stabbing Hank. You don't see a thing. You 
barely see a single knife wound. You don't see a knife go into a body. Yeah. Right? It is like stomach churning. The blood starts flowing down his leg. Then something worse happens. The blood starts getting kind of clumpy. <laughs> it's this yeah. weird thing that could have been an like accidental effect, but it it's just not only are you looking at this gross thing, but then that thing starts to warp. You know, it becomes more vile. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it seems crazy on one level to be saying, so Rosemary's Baby, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, yeah. Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> it's such right a there. stupid one. And, you know, it's it doesn't have the class of those. But 25, 30 minutes into this movie, I had a distinct shot. Right after that point of view shot of the, the trees, mm-hmm. I said, man, the editing on this is tight. And then I kind of kind of scolded myself mentally. Just like, come on. Pump, <laughs> pump the brakes, Eric. You're right. Like, <laughs> Brother, I was, like lay off lay off a bit. <laughs> I I totally feel you. There's a scene like halfway through between Hank and, and Kim where I think it's before the, the home invasion where they're kind of fighting and then getting horny and stuff. I was like, this feels like Broadway or or you know Shakespeare level. Like, these are act- I was like I wouldn't be surprised to find out if Hank, who I I don't know, don't know that guy, if he was like, oh yeah, he just toured the world as like Macbeth for like because like this sure. dude felt like he was well the uh, could be real. The guy from Society, moment. his father in this one, that guy did that. I looked it up. It's like oh he did not only tons of these TV gigs, one offs on shows, but theater. Yeah, and yeah. Th- their scene feels more professional than what you'd see in a gross disgusting skin fusion slime movie right right the arguments really felt a lot like uh, xander berkeley virginia madsen's fighting in Candyman. Mm. you know that in this movie so many movies feel like <laughs> initiation now that came after the met we've talked about the messy murder scene in Candyman before when the baby's kidnapped and the the couple it's like the messy crime. This movie beat Candyman by two years. Yeah, how inf- how influential was Usna's work? No, right? I mean, I, what I, were people lifting? I don't doubt that Ari Aster has seen this movie. I don't doubt that even you know David Lynch watched this. Like, there was stuff in <laughs> I, here that just felt like yeah, like Mulholland Drive, psychosis kind of stuff. There there was stuff in here that felt like Hereditary and Midsummer. There was stuff in here that felt like. T- like they were addressing issues of today in the, 1990. These are all the same comparisons that, yeah, just came, kept flowing through my mind. But when I kind of scold myself for thinking about the editing being tight, there was some scene happening maybe 20 minutes later where I got to have like a, no, you were right. <laughs> yeah. This is really good, actually. This is so well done. The giant bug scene to me, like, is a, just show that in a class. Because there's a whole scene. There's one shot of a bug coming out from under the couch. It's huge. It's yeah. gross. But then it's just her kind of flipping chairs and you poking. Don't see any, yeah. You don't see anything. You know, you see a, a cloth get dragged off a couch or something. But your mind is just like, there's a giant bug there. I know there is. Yeah. And when you see the antenna come under the door frame, I oh, was man. freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And really all you're seeing is like a guy with like a wire under a door. It's like. Man, they just make it look so good, and it probably was just so simple. Yes, to do the the practical effects, the creativity, and just 
that homemade quality and a guy, you know, making a bug or making a monster suit <laughs> and using his camera tricks and using his tricks that he learned from all his favorite horror movies to pull him off this effectively. I cannot believe the low ratings for this yeah. movie. I can't believe it. Is it just because people wanted a full Christmas movie? And this is clearly, I love just the idea of like, look, we bought the rights. Let's at least set this at Christmas. And that means like, look, <laughs> can we do one block of this LA street with some wreaths? Yeah, a couple of wreaths. Put a nutcracker there. <laughs> exactly. You look beyond it and it's all just like normal LA palm trees. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we can just want do uh, yeah some wreaths, some garland on this one block yeah and then they do a lot every time there's an indoor set then they go over the top and make everybody just like it's fucking christmas yeah the the biggest yeah the best christmas scene has got to be where clint howard kills the old man hank's dad in, yeah. in their house with the christmas lights uh, under the tree those old big bulb christmas lights start yeah. popping and snapping so we do get i mean if you want that you get a guy an old guy in a santa hat getting strangled with christmas lights oh it's you yeah get i mean it. they definitely point out the whole time that this is christmas yeah. nobody talks like they're doing anything for christmas or that the ho- christmas is never spoken about but christmas stuff is in every scene <laughs> so much so that i was like I don't think they did that level of stuff. Like motel room doors have pictures of oh, Santa yeah. on them. Yeah, that was weird. You used to really it just felt like you, they filmed this, you know, in October. And we're like, just put Santa shit everywhere. <laughs> in everybody's house, they just got Santa stuff everywhere. Yeah. That's, every office is just nothing but Santa. Every apartment hallway is just like, yeah, put some holly up here. It just makes anywhere look like we can make a Christmas Los movie. Angeles famous for dressing up. For, for Christmas. Yeah, they do yeah. up every building, every <laughs> slum, loaded up, right? So I just love it. Yeah, we're making a movie. Oh, it has a silent day. Yeah, we can make it happen at Christmas. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no mentions of Christmas. Who cares? Is that why people hate it? I don't know. I don't need to. I mean, I don't in need this to look up what age, these vile people think. Maybe, you know, she is Jewish. People seem to not like Jewish people anymore. Yeah. We're having a lot of difficulty just Dude, liking. And letting people live their lives. How crazy is this? this the movie has a scene specifically about like anti-Semitism, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that. I mean, that's how you know it's it's art because it's it speaks to something important. No, I'm just bullshitting now. But. Yeah, but this is good. This is a good this, movie. But this movie is really good. It really surprised me. It scared me. It grossed me out. There was a point where I was watching this movie being like, why do I like this shit? <laughs> like, you... This is so fucking crazy to watch. I'm just like, I'm just watching a man slowly stabbed to death. Yeah. On camera. Why am I doing this? You, you have probably, over the last couple of years, occasionally monitored the price of Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels on Laserdisc. Mm. But then you're also getting to watch it being like, why am I like this? <laughs> Why did this happen? Yeah. What happened to me? <laughs> so if you want to feel like these sad, lonely winter seasons, what am I doing? What happened? Why am I doing this to myself? Go on Tubi, which has oh, everything. Cue it up. This is also this. on Shutter right now if you get the Shutter. It's all over. Yeah. They charge money for the first one, but you can find two through five everywhere. I can't wait to watch five because I also know nothing about that. And I feel like it's probably going to kick ass. I mean, it's the toy maker. <laughs> and how much do, how much have we been in love with movies where like 
old men make weird toys. We've done some toy movies. Yeah. 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 This is our shit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we are not. Man, the first one is such a classic. And I just know we're going to do the toy maker before, <laughs> before we get to Ricky's saga. We'll do a big blowout. One and two yeah. spectacular. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with three that it was decent, right? This I was blown away by this one. I thought yeah, this was this was next level. I thought this was an act like this is three is a good one to just have some beers and laugh yeah, and right. enjoy Laura Elena Herring and the other cool people in it. Yeah, Eric DeRay. You know, enjoy every David Lynch actor in all the Silent Night sequels. Four is a movie. And four is a horror movie. This is this should be spoken about as bigger than it is. We're gonna push it there. I think so. We're gonna put this I hope up so. there. We gotta start. We gotta go through more Usna. Oh my god, his name's come up so much just incidentally, adjacently. I uh, yeah, I, I watched uh, Bride of Reanimator recently. Loved it. Yeah, he is powerhouse. Let's see what he does with Return of the Living Dead three. Yeah. Bring and the, the dentist. No, oh, I can't wait to do the dentist. <laughs> the dentist. I'm hyped for that. We got to pick some medical awareness month, do dentist, Dr. Giggles. Oh, hell yeah. God, the slate's full, folks. It came to this. <laughs> it did come to this. I'm so glad it did. I'm so glad it's Christmas season. Cue up a Christmas classic, Initiation. Or as some of you know it, Bugs. <laughs> Over across the pond. <laughs> for all our UK listeners, check out Bugs. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening and good night.